For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a daily podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. All this week, we'll be talking to Kristen Hatton. Kristen, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be on here. Good. Thanks for making the time. Uh, Kristen uh, lives in Edmond, Oklahoma, uh, with her husband and their three children. Uh, through leading a small group Bible study of teenagers, she has discovered her passion for teaching and writing about God's grace. Uh, she is the author of FaceTime, Your Identity in a Selfie World, and that's something we'll be discussing more uh, this week. Uh, she's also the author of Get Your Story Straight, A Teen's Guide to Learning and Living the Gospel. And then the forthcoming book, The Gospel-Centered Life and Exodus for Students. Uh, this releases in July, is that correct? Yes, July 23rd. All right, and that's something we'll actually talk a little bit more about on Friday. Uh, so, Kristen, would you mind just telling us a little bit more about your family and then kind of how you got into writing? And that'll probably serve as a good segue for our questions this week. Yeah, sure. So I am a pastor's wife. I met my husband in Dallas when he was in seminary, and his first job um, was in Waco as the RUF pastor at Baylor. And we were there for, gosh, almost eight years before we were called to plant a church in Edmond, Oklahoma. So that's how we ended up here. We've got um, three teenagers. One is in college at the University of Arkansas, and then I've got, and that's our only daughter, and then we have two sons. One is finishing his sophomore year of high school, and one is in eighth grade. All right. Great. And uh, anyone who knows me knows that our family loves Fixer Upper, so um, we could spend the whole podcast talking about Fixer Upper, <laughs> but we'll spare everybody um, from those questions. Uh, but uh, like I said, uh, which were you in Waco when all that was going on? Or were you all out of there? Well, no, I laugh because the funny thing is I could barely even get my friends from Dallas to come visit me in Waco. It's <laughs> only like an hour and a half south, you know, but now like the whole world wants to go to Waco. Absolutely. And I'm like, really? And just, I mean, it's awesome for the city. I love what's happening there. But um, no, when we were there, um, Chip and Joanna just had a small you know, they're flipping houses, just a, a small real estate company and, yeah. and a little store, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so all this week, we're not going to be talking about Fixer Upper. Uh, <laughs> we'll be talking about uh, Kristen's book, FaceTime, uh, which was released, I believe, last year through New Growth Press 2017. Um, yes, it's a, all... been a book. Yes. <laughs> you know what? We're celebrating the one-year anniversary this month in a oh, couple wow. weeks. Excellent. Yes. And, and I can say for all of those who attend our summer conferences, for those who, who don't know RYM as seven uh, summer conferences, uh, Kristen's book has been on our book tables, and I can easily say it's one of the more popular books. Uh, I know it's, I want to say we sold out in Colorado when we had it, uh, but I know many who have used it and who have been uh, blessed by it. It's a helpful resource that we, we definitely recommend, and so you can get it at New Growth Press's website or go to Amazon, um, however. But uh, as we get into that and segue into our questions, why don't you just give us an idea about the uh, the structure of the book? Um, you know, what, what's the 
the thesis of the book, uh, the main point, all that information. Okay, sure. Well, I'll back up a little bit and just tell you that when we moved to Oklahoma, our daughter was going into middle school and, um, you know, we were a church plant. And so that's really what led me to start a girl's Bible study is because she wouldn't have any Christian friends. And so, um, from that is where I saw the need for gospel centered books for teenagers, because I would go to my Christian bookstore and there was like nothing. Mm -hmm. It was all fluff. And so, um, get your story straight kind of was born out of that. Um, but in the process of get your story straight, um, my daughter confided in me that she was struggling with an eating disorder. And I thought, gosh, I mean, her dad's a pastor. I'm her Bible study teacher. We had a very open communication. Um, and just from the world standpoint, if you looked at her, I mean, she's gorgeous. She's smart. She was involved in lots of activities. She has tons of friends. And so it was just kind of like, wow, if she has all these things going for her and she is struggling with her worth, how many other teenagers must be struggling with this as well? And so that led me to um, create an online anonymous teen survey. And initially, I just sent it out to um, like teachers and parents and students in our community and um, just wanted them to like send it to their kids or students. And it, as I started getting back the responses, I was just overwhelmed to see just the honesty of these kids that were all kind of saying the same thing my daughter was feeling. And I know the type of kid in our community is very high achieving They're, I mean, you would look at them. I mean, they're the kids that have an amazing resume. I mean, they look like they are, they're the whole package. Mm -hmm. And I thought, gosh, okay, if these kids are struggling like this, I, I really want to know, like, is this just my community or is this a broader problem? And so with the help of my publisher, we sent the survey out um, nationwide and I continued to get responses back. And it didn't matter whether the girls lived in a big city, in a rural area, where in the country they lived, um, if they were private school, public school, homeschool, like none of that mattered. This, I was getting the same responses and it was really just eye-opening and heartbreaking. And that is really the foundation of what led to FaceTime because I was just collecting all this data. And I mean, now we see tons of kind of similar reports, but I felt like at the time that I gathered this information, we didn't have all the same articles and information that we're seeing now about teens and social media and anxiety and all that stuff. Um, so I wanted to just offer teens real help. I wanted to point them to Jesus and who he is and why their identity must be tagged to him and nothing else. Hmm. That's that's fascinating. I, I didn't realize that about all the the survey. And so as you're, I know you had uh, published, um, uh, what was your first book, my mind? Get Your Story Straight. Um, and so you're talking to this publisher. Did you have this kind of seed of an idea of, okay, I want to talk about this, but but not really know exactly what it was. And then it was kind of through the survey survey that y'all started working in tandem and kind of getting that survey out to a broader population uh, that kind of birthed the book, so to speak. Sort of. I mean, honestly, I was still buried in the editing of Get Your Story Straight. So the furthest thing from my mind initially was another book. Mm -hmm. You know, I was I hadn't even published my first book at that point. But so it was kind of just more personal, um, just inquiry when my daughter confided in us. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't thinking book at that point. But through a conversation with my publisher, just kind of telling her what I had done with the survey and what I'd found out, you know, we just kind of started dreaming that, oh my gosh, this could be a book. Mm -hmm. 
So that's kind of, yeah, how that came about. So it, it, it was unique in the sense that like I already had my second book contract before my first book came <laughs> out. But it's just I, I, That's just how the God has led. I mean, I never people ask all the time, did you always know that you wanted to write books? No. I mean, I just think when I started that girl's Bible study, God <laughs> opened up this whole new path that I would have never I'd be on. Mm-hmm. And like you said, just the, all of the statistics and the information we, we have now available. Um, I mean, Jean uh, Twangy, I believe is her name, who wrote IGN. I mean, that that's something that just came out this past year that's releasing so much information just related to a lot of what you're talking about, depression, suicide, body image issues. Um, and, and all of that, I guess, as this is going on, that, that wasn't available to you. That wasn't out there. And so just kind of getting a little bit more into the content of the book is this this is a book that's primarily for females is that is that correct yes it is it is definitely written to females although I mean as a mother of sons I know that boys struggle in this very same way so really the the book's divided up into two parts part one it looks very different than part two part one is really talking about the nature of sin like why we're broken and then how we you know try to look for um, our identity and false things. We turn to idols. Um, and then talking about Jesus, how he enters in and, and explaining justification and who Jesus is for us. So it's really kind of a, a theology lesson, but in a, in a way that is very practical and understandable by a teenager. So a boy or an adult could read that part of it and it's the same. The stories of part two are specific to girls. I could just as easily write a whole different edition and make it for adults or for guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but in those stories, there's 12 of them. I took an, a topic or an issue that a teen girl typically struggles with, and I wrote a story um, with the hope that the reader would be able to identify the lies that the character in that story is believing, and then what li- what truths that person in the story needs to believe instead. So I think it's so much easier sometimes to see sin in someone else. (laughs) So I'm hoping by these stories, a a reader might be, oh, I'm believing that same lie, or I'm struggling in that same way. And so they'll see themselves wrapped up in these stories, maybe in multiple stories, um, and then be fed with the truth to see what it is, that what truth do they need to reorient themselves back Mm. to the gospel. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's excellent. And, and just, I mean, as anyone who's around teenagers or preteens or even younger now, we know that they are attached to um, smartphones and they are on various social media platforms. And so for you, just alone to give them a biblical framework to show that scripture does speak into this, uh, that scripture is relevant to all of life. Um, just such a helpful thing for, for, for teens to have that now they can kind of, they can have this biblical worldview as they pick up their smartphone, as they get on Instagram or, or whatever social media platform to see, okay. And be aware, like you're saying of just how they're getting their identity, their worth from so many other things. And, and we know, I mean, as we've said on this podcast many times, we all, um, have an identity crisis every day and we try to get our identity from so many other things. And so you're just helping students and again, helping parents too, or youth workers come alongside their students and, and show them this and teach them this through, through FaceTime. So that's, that's very helpful. 
Well, and I really saw, I mean, backing up to my girls' Bible study, I would ask them, and they were all girls growing up in the church, all different churches. I would ask them, what's the gospel? And they couldn't tell me. And so I'm like, gosh, if they can't even articulate to me the very tenet of our Christian faith, how then can they see that the gospel does apply to everything? So that's really in this book. I wanted them to see, like what you just said, that that the gospel is everything. Yeah, and that, and that's just huge right there too. Um, to think that we so, so often assume that our students just know the gospel, and we we think okay, they've gone to church all of their life, and surely they've heard it and they know it, um, but to explicitly state it and communicate it and make sure they know. I mean, the most important message in all of creation. Um, so yeah, that's that's huge. Um, well, again, th- this is a helpful work, and I know we're about to to close out. Is there anything else you want to add to that as we uh, close out for today? Um. You know, the only thing I would add is that it's, I mean, social media is changing so quickly and just issues are changing so quickly. So now, like I look at the the stories in my book, I'm like, gosh, I wish I had something on anxiety or and depression because I feel like just in the last couple of years since I wrote this, it that's just skyrocketed. So, I mean, I don't know. I kind of need an addendum. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the challenges is obviously talking about anything kind of related to technology. Uh, it's going to be different uh, the next day. And that actually serves as a good segue as that's something that we'll uh, discuss tomorrow. So, again, Kristen, thanks so much for that. Thank you. Thank you.